Hawaii owned and operated. A service of Pacific Media Group. It's your, it's your Rise and Drive morning show. Kumu, it is 8 o'clock uh, straight up on this Aloha Friday, and uh, we are welcoming in to the show yeah. the mayor of the city and county of Honolulu. Yes. Hey, Kirk Good to see you, sir. Good to see okay, you, too. Okay, so uh, let's break straight back into it uh, and get yeah. to some of those questions from our listeners from yeah. uh, Facebook. No, absolutely. So we're starting to talk about um, the uh, various uh, types of quarantine and lockdown, etc. Yes. And then we're talking about, um, uh, and thank you for clarifying that issue about the 14-day quarantine yep. and how that's going to be enforced. Yep. Um, so people, uh, we're saying that people can expect to see uh, some random calls. Uh, of course, mostly it's on an honor system, but there might be some random calls. You guys are looking into um, tracking positions of yep. people and telling the hotels and uh, uh, to, to keep track of their visitors. So there's that. Um, uh, one of our uh, other listeners, uh, Judy, is asking, why don't things just get shut down for two weeks? Why don't we totally shut down all incoming for two weeks, as some people have suggested? Do you think the current orders go far enough? So, Judy, that's a good question. I ask myself every day, are we going far enough? Mm. What more can I do? And um, I think the steps we've taken are, are adequate for now. Um, you know, are there, there are people coming home because, and right now, I don't, not too many visitors are coming home, but I think we're going to still see our young adults, our kiki, who are in schools that are being closed and have nowhere to go. If they're in a dorm, they got to leave. And to shut the door on our children and saying you can't come back, or, or even others, is pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that's necessary. And that's why the quarantine part is so critical. And we just talked about enforcement. I wish we didn't have to talk about that. If people said, you can come home if you're local, but don't come home and get other people sick by going all over the place or going shopping even, have others do that. And so I think it's adequate. But, um, you know, there are other, uh, on that issue, I've asked myself at some point, do we apply this for all islands? Mm, no. So mm-hmm. right now, if you come from the continent or somewhere else, you, you got to not go anywhere for 14 days. But... If we went inter-island, other than essential workers, you know, like I have my brother still in Pune, you know, should I go hang out with him, brother Keith in Pune on the weekend? I don't think so. You know, this is not the time to travel. I should stay on Oahu, and Hilo people should stay in Hilo in my mind, unless you're essential. So we've talked about it, the four mayors, and two of us agree we should do that already. And, um, and, I, and the one other mayor who thinks we should is saying, hey, we don't want your sick people from Oahu coming <laughs> to our island because right. you got more COVID-19 cases than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I get it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to get other people sick. Mm-hmm. You stay in your house. You don't go out. You stay on your island. You don't go out unless it's essential. So Mayor Victorino says, hey, Caldwell, you know, we got three islands of people living, Molokai, Lanai, and Maui. And, of course, you got Koholawe. We got to go in between. And we say, yes, if it's essential. So there's, that order has not been entered. I've mentioned mm. it to the governor. And I do think if we see a real spike, you know, maybe we That's need to do that. That's next. tamping it down. I think mm-hmm. there's that. And then, of course, the curfew. But, you know, Judy, you ask a good question. And I think at this point, um, as long as people quarantine in place, no. If we see great abuse, you see people travel-related COVID spreading from people who came home and went out then I think maybe it's a complete lockdown. No one can come in mm. at all other mm. than essential people. But yeah. wow. I don't think we need to do that. You yeah. think you have faith that we're going to get, yeah. we're going to have good self-enforcement. I, I hope have, so. I have, faith. I well, have faith. Well, that brings me then to my next question because uh, another one of our listeners, uh, Ruth Sharoma Foster is asking if uh, Mayor Caldwell can go on record with a response to President Trump 
Uh, President Trump's call for the nation to go back to work at Easter. Uh, you know, Ruth, I would tell you that that's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Um, we're going to be going through this for months. Um, this is not an easy, quick fix. I don't know what the magic of Easter is other than I wish it was a time of spring and, <laughs> and rebirth yeah. and hope. But um, it, we're going to be hunkered down for a while. And I don't know what the president bases that on. But if you listen to even the people around him, like the head of the CDC, the health officials, they all say it's going to be much longer. And in fact, we need to stay in place in order to make sure it doesn't spread. You see how it's working in China. Mm -hmm. But it's taken, they started back in December. It's now almost April. And you see Hubei province is starting to open up again. It takes three, four months to get this thing under control. Shouldn't set up false hopes here. I mean, you set that expectation up and it's not met. A lot of people are very upset. We say to the end of April for, for you know, the shelter, the stay-at-home, work-at-home, mm. all of us are saying, the governor, the mayors, that's through past Easter. And I think we're going to have to look at it in the middle of April, we'll probably continue it into, into May, unfortunately. But we are going to probably have to do that. Mm. Mm. Thanks, yeah. Ruth, for that question. Yeah, it's that a was good a good one. question. Yeah. yeah. Related to that also, uh, another one of our listeners, our Kumu listener, uh, Kirk Kama, is asking. Right, Kirk. <laughs> another Kirk know, right there. Got to take that question. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Great yeah. Oh, yeah. I like oh, that yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> good right. name. Uh, he says, please ask the mayor why the military bases are not uh, under the state and city preventive measures. Uh, he says military civilians flying in with no quarantine. And uh, he says... If we're not in this together, why do it at all? Yeah. So, um, you know, one, the orders that the governor enters or I enter don't apply to the military. It's at a federal level. It doesn't work up. It works down from where mm. we are. I mean, I would like to have that jurisdiction at times. But the other thing is the, we don't want to second guess what the Department of Defense is doing. You know, there are first responders on an international level. And um, my understanding is they are taking action. On, on bases, they're doing all kinds of things to, to protect the spread of COVID-19. And as you n may have noticed, they've already entered an order. No one moves. No troops come back from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. No troops go to Afghanistan. They are kind of staying, you know, stay at home, work at home. They're keeping mm -hmm. them on the bases they are. So as far as military coming into Pearl Harbor, I don't know what the exact criteria or protocols are. But, you know, the military is pretty heavy-handed in how they deal with their folks and I would think they're probably Follow orders. probably following orders yeah. and you do orders and so I'm not exactly certain what it is but you know if there is examples of people coming off of base and doing things that are not appropriate you know we're going to be there greeting them in the city and county and saying you, you got to you got to protect yourself. You're not going to get our guys sick. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I you hope know, that helps, Kirk. Uh, yeah, I had uh, um, I had some people ask me also uh, kind of jokingly but I yeah. think uh, some of it is a little bit serious is so does this mean that road work gets to happen uh, at, a, at a faster pace because <laughs> there's nobody on the roads? Or, you know, how does that work? Well, I would love it. You know, again, standing here on Bishop Street, it is one cratered road. It's been that way for years. Yeah. It's, the bid went out. They're going to start. Oh. But they're not going to start, they say, till summer. I think, go now. Yeah. You're not going to disrupt any traffic. So right. we are pushing projects that that we're going to start a little later and getting them started earlier. Okay. Road repaving is something we're doing. We paved over 2,000 lane miles. We spent $800 million since I became mayor. And a lot of roads, but they're the smaller neighborhood roads. Now we got the major roads like Bishop, King, Merchant, Queen. 
they're really bad. Yeah. Holly Coila, Punchbowl, that, that's all going out, all the Chinatown roads, but we're pushing to see if we can't get it done sooner. That's Absolutely great. right. And more construction projects. Yeah. We're gonna, they're essential workers. You got to keep building. We are going to come out of this by figuring out economically who can still work. Construction workers, most part, social distancing. They're kind of outdoors in buildings and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're wearing masks a lot of times. So as long as they're practicing good social distancing, we need our workers out there. Our construction industry is critical to this recovery. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And speaking of the essential workers, yeah. uh, Sunshine, Sarah, Sunshine King, uh, right. asked us to ask you, <laughs> why is the essential workers list so long? <laughs> She's like, I don't see how so many people are on that list. Yeah, yeah. we had a lot of listeners ask yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, You know, that's a really hard one. You know, when we started to work out the order, we thought we'll describe all the different kind of workers that are essential. And it would look like the U.S. tax code, you know, be like 5,000 pages. <laughs> because when you really think about it, and even, even where we are now, you know, in the Kate Shuddy building, um, there are many lawyers here. Most are working at home. And, but yet you've got a security guard downstairs that let us in. That's an essential worker. You mm -hmm. still have to keep minimal service in the building. So you have some guys coming in to probably clean and make sure their condition is working. So if we try to say no one in a building can come in, but, oh, wait, you need some guys coming in. So there are a lot of exceptions, a lot of exceptions. But I think the main message is, is if you don't have to be somewhere, don't go out. Mm. You have to be somewhere, you got to go out. Like we thought, okay, we're going to say no more landscaping yard service. That means every park, every golf course, every meadow strip, every resort property. Can you imagine in three or four months what it looked like? So that's essential. Mm -hmm. So you got to continue to go out and cut grass and rake leaves and those kind of things. And I just gave you some of those examples. They go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, one thing that we're getting a lot of complaints about is we say, you know, um, beauty and barber services. Uh, yeah, essential. we actually have several Google listeners have posted about this. Yes. Uh, and, and our, have to amend that order. Yeah, I know. Our, our director of communication says, what? That's essential. The guy is always, his hair is perfectly <laughs> cut. Every, every week, it's never longer than it was the week before. He's going to have to cut we're his own now. Uh, <laughs> very different, but, but that's, that's not, you know, and then we have liquor stores. He said liquor stores are not essential mm. and they really aren't. But you do have some liquor stores that are selling poke and poi and things like that. And is that more grocery? And mm. so we may make an exception there. So mm. this mm -hmm. is how it's I'm hard. I'm thinking of tomorrow's actually right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I'm getting hungry too. I know, I know. <laughs> Re related right to that yeah. question yeah. is the question about places like Costco. Okay, so I heard Sarah Park talking last night on the air about how, um, so she's, you know, head of epi epidemiology and, and so yeah. forth, infectious diseases here. She and her staff, when they watch those giant crowds yeah. at Costco, she said she and her staff cringe. Yeah. Um, is there any plan for the city to do any kind of enforcement with that? So when I think Dr. Park has been doing an excellent job, you know, mm -hmm. she's calm, cool, and collective. Yes, she is. And she's been working longer than almost anyone because she started this way before it became a, mm -hmm. before the first a case thing. here. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's, you know, I wish uh, all businesses that are open would, would help set the line for, for social distancing. If you go to the Zippies on King Street where, where Wisteria, right next to where Wisteria was mm -hmm. before, They've actually put these little circles around that say stand here with slippers. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. They got mm -hmm. grit on it so you don't slip. And they're six feet apart. And so these dots are telling you where to stand. Mm. And then when you get up to order, they put a table between the counter and you so you can't get too close to the people working on the other side. 
all about distancing and that's protecting their customers their guests and their workers so the costcos of the world and the walmarts that are open they really need to put i think spacing whether it's yellow lines um so they they can practice better hygiene because these guys come in they can get it you're right you stand behind someone you cough if you have covid 19 they could get it mm -hmm. but th then they end up in the store and they cough on one of their workers they get it so it's incumbent on these guys to do it themselves i mean government shouldn't be coming in and telling them this is how you got a space imagine we have a little over 2,000 police officers they're out there patrolling and, and particularly now there's you know because everyone's home they got to protect property to go up to these stores and tell everyone in line to spread apart spread apart the minute they leave they bunch together my request uh, is along with dr park is, and we all cringe is go out there and put lines on the ground and make sure that people are practicing and do like zippies they have their people in there telling you stand here you stand here they mm -hmm. open the door for you mm -hmm. you don't even touch the doorknob mm. they wipe it down i mean they're re that's an example of responsible management mm -hmm. and i think these stores should do the same so their customers can keep coming otherwise mm -hmm. i mean i don't know what we're going to do but we can't afford to have officers at every store all day long telling people hey spread apart they but no yeah. spread apart yeah help us by having the stores well, the, the lady I, I ran into at hawaii Kai costco did a good job because she scolded me oh good I was, did I was you get waiting, too close yeah i was waiting in line <laughs> for a hot dog and i'm standing there and there was a woman at the counter and i i started moving up she was ah hey six step feet back. <laughs> step back i was like oh That's sorry good. sorry <laughs> you know last last night in hawaii news now they were talking about the fact that people coming off the planes even though there's very few people on the planes the jetway you know when you regulars you bunch up against yeah, each other yeah. yeah and so they've asked the flight attendants to announce when you land to extent there are any people coming in when you're on the jetway don't bunch up stay mm -hmm. six feet apart so part of it uh, is just reminding ourselves it's not the same world anymore mm -hmm. you know if i would have come in here before covid19 i would have shaken your hands given you a hug now we that is how you do now we yeah. do shaka yeah. I'm, i like to <laughs> hug people and it's a shaka and that's it yeah we've got, we got to remind ourselves yeah I hope we go back to the old way after. I know, I miss right. the honeys, right? It's, yeah. Weird. Yeah. it's weird, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, um, mm -hmm. we have Mayor Caldwell here yeah. with us. Uh, he's going to be here for uh, a little while longer, we think. Uh, we'll, we'll keep him as long as we possibly can. Yep. We know you've got more questions for him, and we're going to get through those in just a minute right here 94.7 Kumu. 94.7 Kumu, 8.17 on the rise and drive. Uh, we're also taking phone calls uh, from you, 947-5868. I do remember our number. 947-5868. Uh, <laughs> we're here with uh, Mayor Kirk Caldwell. Hi, you're on the line with the mayor. Do you have a question for him? Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Um, I just, I think a, a really important thing is that people mask up in public because... I mean, we all know the mask not 100%. We all know you, not everybody can get them. But if you cannot get them, then stay home. Because what's the sense? All these people congregating in Costco, all the joggers, everybody's still out there, you know. And it's it would be so much more effective with masks. You know more masks? you got to stay home. Hmm. If they're out in public, ticket them. Yeah. Okay. That's the so, only way. Okay. You know, thank, it, thank you very much for the call. Thank you know, you. I appreciate that, by the way, because you know, we are, I, we're getting all kinds of information. What are the best practices? So you look at countries that have done a better job. South Korea is an example of a country that did a better job. They had a big spike in the beginning, if you yeah, remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then they really reacted. They've tamped it down, so it's flattened out. And one of the things they require is masks mm -hmm. in public. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Everyone wears a mask. And if you don't wear a mask... 
you can get cited for that. I mean, they do some other things too. If you if you found to have COVID nineteen, they come into your house, and they spray down the whole house. The government does. You wow. gotta let them in. You know, in our country, if you mm-hmm. try to get in someone's house, yeah, they, 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 happen, they come no. into where you work. Yeah. Right. But to your point, that is a very good point. And those are things, as the mayor of the city and county of Honolulu, I'm like, what else can I do mm-hmm. to require more social distancing and protection? Yeah. And while a mask isn't 100%, but one thing for sure, when you have a mask on, you're not going to go put your hands in your mouth. And that's partly that's how true. you spread yeah. it. So there's that example, too. But excellent suggestion thank you yeah. so much and if i can add something there just to kind of clarify the issue because we had lieutenant governor josh green here yesterday who is a, a doctor and and we asked him about the the practical like the the actual effect of masks especially when they're homemade so i just wanted to add to what uh, the mayor said um he clarified that even though you know like only the medical grade masks actually contain germs and keeps you know keep people from spraying them sometimes uh, it, like it, it one way that he put it was you know those homemade masks they're not medical grade they're not going to totally protect you but they are better than nothing so you know the need for some kind of mask so do you think we're going to have some kind of measure like that at some point you know uh, right now i don't see it but it's Mm -hmm. we're looking at everything and in the facts i mean things change by the day by the hour and Mm -hmm. so if today at noon they report new cases if there's another spike we'll look at other measures mm-hmm. absolutely okay then we got to find the masks right it's really hard to get yeah masks that's the other general. issue yeah. so you like you say homemade and you know i'm hearing in places like new york city where we have this massive spike um even at hospitals now they're burning through their covid i mean their n95 masks and so they're wearing the same mask all day but they're putting another mask their homemade mask yeah, to protect yeah. and so these measures are not perfect, but they're better than nothing mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the point that Josh Screen made. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, yeah, the, yeah. the information that you've seen, uh, because as the mayor, you get to see uh, the kind of deep dive stuff. Um, what was the original sort of um, projection for what our uh, infections are going to be if we didn't take this step? I, I, well, I was just curious. For yeah. Oahu, just for Oahu. Well, I was given a, a, a bunch of slides by one of the major health systems mm-hmm. that said that if you don't take strong, definitive action mm-hmm. now, you're going to see under a statistical analysis they did up to 45,000 cases in the state of Hawaii by the end of April. 45,000, and, and they showed by around April, I think it was 23rd, you're going to max out all your IC rooms, ICU rooms mm-hmm. in the state of Hawaii. We have a little under... 300 intensive care units that's where you go in when you're really sick and you that's when you need a ventilator you hear people talking about ventilators and we heard last night there's a little over 500 ventilators in the state of hawaii this is where people die it's what you see in italy right if you watch any of the 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 news about bergamo italy and one of the great hospital one of the best in europe and they're basically deciding who lives and who dies Mm -hmm. people there's more people in there really sick then there are ventilators and ICU rooms. And so they're putting people in the halls and they're saying, you may not make it and you make it. And you listen to the doctors and nurses talk and it, it, it is heartbreaking because they're making decisions on this, on your loved one. And then you're not allowing your loved one in the room, any of your loved ones. So yeah. you're dying yeah. by yeah. yourself in the hallway. We actually have one young man. Well, he's not that young. He is yeah. a grown man, but there is a man who is in ICU right here in Honolulu. Yes, yes. Yeah. in that he's situation. Like 37 or yeah. something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. They have medically mm-hmm. induced coma for yeah. him, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. Very, very, very sad. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get there. That spike does not need to occur if we stay at home and work at home. If we do social distancing, if you go to Costco, you don't bunch up. And don't go to Costco every other day. 
Yeah. You know, go mm-hmm. when you absolutely need to mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stay spread apart. And um, we won't see that spike. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, we got another uh, phone call here. Uh, Kumu, good morning. Hi. You have a question for the mayor? Yes, I do. Hi. Um, Hi. I got word from my my uh, son's school that a lot of the uh, kids are going through online um, lessons. What if, for instance, um, the family is unable to provide a computer or have internet for that child to do online classes? That's a good question. And, um, you know, Superintendent Kishimoto, I think, has been doing an incredible job. You know, she came out strong. Um, I was on these calls, um, I think it was a Sunday, where she recommended that, you know, the spring break be continued another week. There was a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. She held her ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was very strong on it. I think Mm -hmm. she took the right action. You see other cities and states around the country are shutting down their school system, and she's extended this this break until the end of April. But your point is, is absolutely well taken. And well, we don't do schools. I mean, the mayors of the counties don't yeah. operate the school it's a, it's system. The DOE, what uh, I'd like to do, thing. and I, you may want to not want to do it online, but if you give Kumu your name and number, we'll get an answer for you. Mm-hmm. you this answer, I mean, there are people who can work from home, I mean, can go to school from home because they are able to. They have a laptop. But there are families who just don't. Their children need to figure out a way to continue to go to school. Mm-hmm. And I know the superintendent is working on exactly that. So yeah. I'd like to connect you with the with superintendent's office to get you that answer and get your child, if it's your child, a way to continue to go to school from home using technology. Yeah, and, and, we'll, others. and yeah, we'll definitely yeah. help you uh, connect there. And I think uh, the superintendent has said that uh, the DOE will come out with a comprehensive plan before the end of the week since today is Friday. I am expecting <laughs> yeah. that that plan will arrive sometime yeah. soon. Uh, and as soon as we get those details, we will report them for you. Mm, uh, yeah. Did you have any other yeah. questions that we came uh, off of Facebook? Oh, d- tons. Where oh, do we okay. begin? Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, by the way, caller, thank you so much for that call. Yeah, we thank appreciate you very much. And I apologize. I apologize. Because some of the, the, when, when they're calling and they're giving their, uh, when you're giving your question and yeah. then I hang up on you, it's not because I don't like you. <laughs> it's just because uh, we have more stuff coming in and uh, unfortunately we don't have the time to sort of uh, pick it up and sit with you for uh, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. But we do appreciate your calls, yes. though. Um, one of our Kumu listeners, Keahi, is asking about the issue with our homeless and our prisons. How are we stopping COVID-19 spread among those populations? And then, um, and Keahi also, in a related question, asked about, uh, well, he expressed concern about People who are in domestic abuse situations in their home and now we're in quarantine lockdown. People are face to face with people who might be, you know, uh, aggravating or uh, possibly dangerous. Plus you're in a you're in a house. Right. Yeah. With this person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's months. Right. right? Yeah. We're, we're going to be cool. in this situation a long time. And with police now deployed to uh, also, you know enforce quarantine and lockdown all over the state. Um, they have a lot to do. So yeah. th- lots of questions here. Yeah. So, Kiahi, those are all good questions that we're dealing with. And um, here, here's um, some to take it down. So first on the homeless, um, as you know, I, we have a compassionate disruption program where we enforce and encourage people at the same time to go into shelter and to housing first, which the city provides. We have, we're no longer enforcing. Um, and we're seeing, you know, more homeless gathering together. And we're going to try to get them to practice good social distancing. But it's really hard, Keahi, because a lot of these guys struggle with mental illness and addiction, and they're not totally aware. And so um, we want to make sure they don't get sick. Now, I've been told, at least this is a day ago, so news could have changed, but um, 
there's only been 14 cases of COVID-19, diagnosed cases of COVID-19 among the homeless population in our country. One required hospitalization. But to your point, if the homeless population of which we have about 2,400 unsheltered homeless on the island of Oahu mm. got sick, it would flood every ICU room. And the other folks of this island, the other 958,000, would not be able to get into the room. So definitely managing how that population is spaced apart is critical. And so we're working on that. We're, we're working very closely with our homeless providers and with our homeless folks in the city to come up with a comprehensive program. It's part of the reason why we've opened up our bathrooms again so homeless can go in there to use the restroom, mm -hmm. although the park is closed. We want good hygiene. We'll be looking to how do we put soap in restrooms, you know, making sure there's towels in there. And, you know, we, we you did that when I first became mayor. Soap got stolen, towels got stolen, toilet <laughs> paper got stolen or dumped into the toilet. But we're going to do what we can to make sure that we're addressing that concern. Okay. Um, and we'll roll out more. You know, we have um, Ka, uh, Kawili Street Hygiene Centers open and late into evening now. And we're going to try to do it 24-7 so people can come in, okay. use the restroom, take That's a good. shower, that kind of stuff. We have today, we're going to be showing off our Ka'ahi facility where we're going to have our, if someone is homeless, gets COVID-19, they can be taken there because they don't have a, if you're not really sick, you don't go to the hospital, but mm -hmm. it's not like you can shelter in place in your home when you're in a tent right. on Nimitz. So they would go there and that's going to be something that we're working with a lot of different people on. Um, the next thing though you mentioned is the prison population. And as you know, if you read in the paper yesterday in the Honolulu Star Advertiser, um, they are looking for ways to reduce the prison population so there's great, greater um, social distancing. And what they're looking at is for those who just have um, misdemeanor, petty misdemeanor kind of issues or nonviolent, um, perhaps they're ready to be released, but they have another month or so, they'd be released early, which would reduce the crowding. You know, we have overcrowding mm -hmm. in our prisons, and they would be released earlier. And that's something that the prison system is, is implementing. Again, that's a state function, not a city function. So I'm just reporting to you what I've heard mm -hmm. um, from reading the paper. Um, yeah, that's, that's the part I think people sometimes need to make the distinction between, is that there is, you know, we have the state and we have the city, um, and, and they do have different responsibilities. So, yes. you know, if you're talking about a state highway, that's a state, Highway, so <laughs> the the city and county wouldn't have anything to do with that. The prisons, uh, things like that, they're they're run by the state. So uh, while uh, Mayor Caldwell does have some uh, some information about yeah. that, uh, as far as actually specifically having to do something about it, that's not really right. their thing. But it, yeah. I understand the concern, and it, it does infect all uh, impact <clears throat> all of us. If we had a COVID nineteen spread through a prison, and yeah. a whole bunch of them got sick and going to ICU, that denies units for other people. So we got to really manage that population, the homeless population, mm -hmm. the prison mm -hmm. population. And then the last thing you mentioned is domestic violence, which was in today's homeless advertiser mm -hmm. also. So, you know, we you have very unfortunately, we have domestic violence situations between couples who are separated and then put back together. And now they're going to be in a home for at least till the end of April and probably longer. And, you know, when people spend a lot of time together, there is sometimes friction, and where you already have a history of domestic violence, you could see a spike. Now, here's something where the police department needs to be involved. Mm -hmm. This is where we don't want our officers out giving someone a lecture and giving them big lickings and scoldings for being in a park. They need to be at someone's home when someone is getting beat up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is a concern, and I know the domestic violence um, group, the people who deal with this are very concerned and are probably reaching out where you have cases to make sure 
things are going okay. But my request as the mayor is that if you're in a situation where there is domestic violence, don't wait for one second. Call 911. Please call 911 so people can get out there. We don't want anyone to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And if at all possible, try to take care of each other. And if you see situations occurring, if you're someone, a loved one who's seen this situation start to happen, you got to say something. Reach out, please. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, once you. again, Mayor Kirk Caldwell here joining us in the Kumu Studios. Uh, Mayor, you got another yeah. couple minutes? Yeah. Okay, we're yeah, going to yeah. take a quick break, and we'll be back with more from Mayor Kirk Caldwell. It's Devin and Esme on the Rise and Drive on 94.7 Kumu. 834 on the Rise and Drive. It's Devin. And Esme. And it's Mayor Kirk Caldwell. Hey. Uh, we've Hello, we've got folks. him for a, a couple more minutes. Yeah. We, were able to, mm -hmm. we were able to bring him on. Uh, we did get a call earlier from someone uh, talking about uh, she got evicted like in January. Uh, and so she's wondering, yeah, she got yeah. foreclosed on. Mm -hmm. So what does she do? Well, I, I do know that under the governor's order, um, and this, this issue she's talking about is a state issue, not mm -hmm. a city issue. Mm -hmm. Under the governor's order, he's suspending the landlord-tenant code and also foreclosures. So you, you're not going to evict people out of their homes if you're renting or if you have a home and, and you're paying your mortgage, you can't pay it. Um, he's requiring that the financial institutions, landlords work with their tenants or with their, their borrower. Um, but that's all going forward. From the, not, order on. from the order yeah. on. It's not it's, retroactive. Yeah. It's not retroactive yeah. to people who got foreclosed or evicted in January or last year. Mm -hmm. um, as much as there's an argument, hey, well, the home is sitting empty. I also know that all the major financial, I think all financial institutions, whether they be banks or credit unions, are saying we'll work with people on forbearance. Doesn't mean you don't get, to, you don't pay anything, yeah. but you pay as you, as you can. Um, so unfortunately, that may not address your situation. Um, the other thing is, we, you know, we look at hotel rooms. There's thousands, tens of thousands of empty rooms, and we are looking for ways that maybe homeless population could go in there. Um, better so, but it costs money. These mm -hmm. these hotels are not going to open up their places for people to stay in for free. And when they're staying there, their their sheets need to be washed, and people need to be fed. And so. It's easier to say it. It's harder to implement it. But mm -hmm. we are trying to use our assets better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mayor. Yeah. Uh, Esme, did you have a couple of things? Yeah. Okay. So we have the mayor only for a limited amount of time. Yeah. And I just want to say that we've got zillions of questions from our Kumu listeners. So thank you to everyone for submitting them. Uh, we did want to give the mayor a chance to talk about some of the positive things that are happening, yeah. some new initiatives, uh, including the one that we talked about on the air just a little while ago, which was the uh, Farm to Car program yes. that allows people to uh, get uh produce and meats uh, in, a, in a socially distant yeah. way, yeah. Um, which I'll, I, I would love to hear a little bit more about. And also, um, I believe that there has been a new online hub of information for everyone to go to. And uh, any other positive uh, initiatives that are coming forward to help people, um, if you could shed some light yeah, yeah. on those. So, you know, um, it's in the old days, which were like two weeks ago, you know, you had a uh, farm to table, mm -hmm. something very cool and awesome and very cool restaurants in Chinatown and other places would be uh, doing uh, farm to table. And now we have this farm to car initiative that came out of the COVID-19. And Brian Miyamoto, who is with the Hawaii Farm Bureau, basically knocked on our doors because we have farmers markets and city properties that get blazed on. He said, hey, we got a way to help people who are at home who are a little concerned about going shopping, interacting with other people, but want fresh produce. And our farmers, of course, want to keep producing and growing things. And perhaps we could do it in a way where everyone is safe. So Farm to Car is about farmers continuing to grow things, produce things, 
and then you call to a, a website. You go online, just like you go to Amazon, and you have over 200 products you can pick. Apple, bananas, bok, bok choy, whatever. So all awesome. kinds of things, mm -hmm. including honey, baked goods that are made from local uh, flour and things like that. You order your things. You pay online. And then you come to Blaisdell in the roundabout where, where the ticket office mm -hmm. is on this coming April, which is Wednesday, April 1st, Wednesday from 10 to noon. And you've already paid. Your food is in a bag with your name on it. You drive up. You say, I'm Kirk. I'm Devin. I'm Esme. Here's your bag of, of food. Mm -hmm. And you go off. So you're not getting on your car. You're insulated in your car. And you're helping the farmers continue to grow things. Which is awesome. You're helping yourself yep. to eat fresh, fresh, mm -hmm. fresh island-grown food. And you take it home. Now, you could take it home to your elderly parent. You could take it home to your neighbor who is elderly. I mean, there's ways to, to really help. I, I love, this is an organic thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since it went online yesterday, mm -hmm. they were already sold out. Wow. wow. So I just got a text from our Ed Hawkins, who, have, who is the director of economic development for the city, who helped put this program together, working with the Hawaii Farm Bureau. They're going to. We're looking. They're going to roll it out more. So not just at Blaisdell. We'll look at other sites around the island. Oh, few. You, That's go, you could go to Waianae. We go to Waimanalo, Holly, Windward Mall. Windward Mall. Just saying. Can I just say? You know, there's farmers farm farm markets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Windward Mall has one. Because so. I'm, I'm the Mililani Farmers Market. I'm a regular over yeah, there, yeah. so I yeah. miss it so much already. So we're looking to take it out. I mean, mm -hmm. great. It shows there's a huge demand, and everyone benefits. It's a new way of living, yeah. new way to stay healthy, yeah. and continue to help everyone. Which you you got to eat healthy if you want to keep your immunity up, yeah. which is so important. If I, Mr. Mayor, if I may suggest, um, <laughs> uh, we have heard a lot about the glut of ahi, all the yeah. fish that's coming in. Can that be added to the uh, farm mm, to car yeah. distribution? Because mm. I'd love to make some poke with them. Oh, I know. I, I'd love for her to make some poke. <laughs> for maybe. In fact, where is a poke? Exactly. We'll get the mayor here yeah, much quicker. Every week. But that, that's something we'll we'll talk to Brian about that because that is another type of you know farming going on harvesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know I've heard it, it's unbelievable that the price is so low. Mm -hmm. People are showing up down at down at the wharf to buy and you know I wish instead of eating it all I mean it won't be fresh but here's the other thing how do we freeze food in restaurants yeah. that would otherwise spoil how do we freeze the fish that's coming in mm -hmm. because we're going to need it yeah, yeah. we're going to yeah, need it definitely. later and and so let's kind of parse it out how we consume not eat it all now mm. not be gluttons but yeah, space it because we're going to need it mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. you know so last week also we got um we had um steve sombrero who's a real estate guy also has a food truck business came and said kirk you know maybe there's a way where all this food is going to go to spoil in restaurants we have guys, a whole bunch of food truck guys, that could pick up the food and deliver it for free to our seniors. So that program is going on. Now, they approach the city because we know where the seniors are. We know those seniors mm. who, have, who are less fortunate, lower end of the economic scale. And so they're feeding thousands of seniors for That's free. That's awesome. Wow. Awesome, good, local kind grinds wow. from our restaurants and food trucks. So that was announced earlier last week. And then later in the week, uh, guys came and said, hey, People want to drive through and pick up food on the curbs, but they can't. There's a park. There's a car park there. So we come up with a bag, with a program now where if you're a restaurant, you bring your your business license. We'll give you up to three bags. The bag, the meter, reserve them, couple them just for your restaurant. Mm -hmm. So other people can block. You can drive up, get your food, and go. Mm. So um, that's that's going to help. And then we've also are giving placards to food trucks so you can park anywhere you want. Before you could only park in certain areas, and we're saying park wherever. 
and deliver food. You go Manoa, Palolo, wherever you want to go. And park right in front of our building. Park in front of your building. Fine. So pinkies yeah. can come over here. There and you get go. All the food. There you go. So that's another thing. We're looking for more initiatives. And then the last thing, we ramped up a call center earlier this week mm -hmm. after our order went into effect for stay-at-home, work-at-home, dance, and then the governors. We've been flooded with calls. I think a day or so ago, we had over 1,600 contacts already. In a wow. day? In a day. Oh, wow. Wow. Over two days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do have a website, Alex. I don't know if you remember what it is, but I, so this hub, you can go here mm -hmm. to this hub and get all kinds of information on all kinds of things. Questions asked and answered where you can get, get information and things. And it, it, we're working with the community foundation on this. And, you know, Alex, you can come in and say it yourself. <laughs> just, come, just come. This is Alex Zane's Director of Communications. Go, Alex. It's oneoahu.org. That's what it was. One Oahu. Okay. All one word, though. Yeah. All oneoahu.org. Okay? okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. So yeah. many great things happening with the yep. city. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much, uh, Mayor, you. for uh, making the tough decisions. It was not easy uh, what you had to do. Yep. Um, but we appreciate yep. it. And, uh, it. It breaks my heart. Um, yeah. You know, when I think about the impact we're having on mm -hmm. all of us, and um, but it's absolutely necessary if we're going to get through this. Mm. And we get through it by everyone cooperating and following the orders that have been entered by the, by the governor, the mayor, the mayors of the other islands. If we do this, after all the sacrifices being made, right? I mean, think about it. 10% unemployment already. Yeah. Tens of thousands of people out of work, and many more will be. If we're going to take the hurt, Let's make sure the spread doesn't occur mm. so we can get out of it. So that's my request. And I just want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing. I want to thank Kumu for the great services. Kokua, Kumu, Kumu, Kokua. What, what is it? <laughs> Kumu, Kokua, yes. Kumu, Kokua uh -huh. is a great service you're providing. It's getting thank information you. out. Information is critical yeah. here. Yeah. It, it, with that, correct there's information, less, by correct the way. Information. That's stuff off a meme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Creates uh, less fear, yes. more comfort, and more compliance. Love yeah. you all. Thank you so much. Thank Mahalo. you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we hope you that uh, you'll join us again. No, I'll come back again. As we go on. Yeah. Yes.